Welcome one and all to the greatest wrestling show on the planet. As hosted by your wily veterans, Will Macklin and Braden Mayhew, as well as the next generation cohorts, the Beast from BC, Alec Miski, and the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. This is Wrestling with Idea. Welcome inside Wrestling with Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. I am Zach McGibbon, in replacement for Braden Mayhew, who is uh, out with a nose injury as dealt by Roman Reigns. So taking, for lack of a better term, the reins of the show is myself. Uh, joining alongside me is Alec Miski, but we do have a third person in, in the house right now, and uh, he's calling all the way from London, England. We got this uh, guy who's been done a ton uh, in the wrestling industry. Right now, he is a blogger for the Huffington Post. Uh, he has written for a bunch of wrestling uh, column sites, including PWP Nation and PW Mania, and he was a guest on the Wrestling Soup podcast, and he's a good friend of mine coming in live from London, England, it is Oliver Norgrove. How are you doing today, Oliver? Good to speak to you again. It's been a while, hasn't it? Thank you. Nice to talk to you. No, it's all good, Oliver. We're just going to get things going for uh, Raw. And uh, I-, I heard Alec mention you to this, but uh, were you watching Raw uh, last night? Yes, I was. I caught it a little bit later than you would have because Raw starts at 1 a.m. here, so I can't watch all of it because I have things to do. Uh, well. um, but I, I caught it a few hours afterwards, and I was, as I said, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with it. I pleasantly pleased. I thought that WWE built well in the areas that they needed to, like with the the divas, and I thought they did well with Shane McMahon. Uh, we're gonna get things going uh, with the uh, first uh, uh, part of Raw, and uh, that happened with the uh, Shane McMahon stuff, and. Uh, Shane McMahon was able to come out and speak in front of the Chicago crowd late last night. And uh, it was pretty interesting stuff. Uh, he was mentioning about the promo that uh, Shane cut um, late, uh, or rather not Shane, uh, Vince cut uh, last week uh, with The Undertaker. And uh, he mentioned how he, uh, how Vince uh, denounced Shane as his son and also just denounced, uh, denounced him from the will, all that stuff. Um, I thought it was a good segment. Now, Alec, uh, what were your thoughts on this segment? Then we'll bring it over to Oliver. You know, it is really nice because it's kind of building heat between him and... Uh, like, it's really building heat between him and, you know, Shane and Vince, which is really good because I felt like there wasn't really anything established early on when they started this, like, whole him versus The Undertaker idea. And just the having, like, just... The whole thing was great. The fans really got into it. They really started kind of giving it to Vince, and Vince more or less returned it to him and let them egg him on and just... I mean, at his age, he's still just a wonderful heel. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say a bad thing about Vince. Every time he comes to the ring, it's entertaining, even when he falls down and tears his quad. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, Oliver, what were your thoughts of the uh, opening segment of Raw? Oh, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's one of those things. I think the thing, the things, the thing with the McMahon family is that they're really, really good at invoking, evoking nostalgia, uh, making people care. Uh, I think that they're still all very, all of them, especially Vince and Shane, are, are very, very good at um, building suspense, getting people involved, getting people to care about what they're watching. Watching, um, and I think one of the things which actually seemed to me to be fairly noticeable um, last night was the fact that it this really is a flashback. It's it's a shot back back to the past. It's one of them things that it's, it's very vintage, very old school. And I think that actually this is something that actually new fans, and this is, this actually to me is probably the most interesting part about this, is that new fans and old fans will both be able to love this. And I don't think that we've been able to say that for a long time with the WWE storyline. No, it felt like an old Attitude Era uh, feel as well with uh, Vince McMahon coming out. And some of the chants we heard uh, as well, which we cannot obviously say over the air, but uh, it was it was certainly a, a very interesting segment. And as you mentioned, it reminded me so much of that Attitude Era of Raw. It was uh, quite fantastic stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, thing, the thing with uh, Shane McMahon is also as well is that because he's been away for so long, um, he very much, even though he's not in any way new, he he very much 
Uh, he's brought this kind of freshness to the product. Exactly the kind of person you would have want, wanted WWE to bring in, especially at this time with the rosters quite thin at the top. Um, and I think Shane McMahon has proven in the past with major feuds that he's had over the years that actually he's more than capable of going, more than capable of putting on a, an excellent show, more than capable of putting on an excellent match. So I think it was actually a, a very surprising, but also you know a brilliant... Uh, brilliant thing for for WWE to pull out of their sleeve. And I mean, I for one, like thought Shane was just a little too old to be able to step in the ring and still be fit. But seeing him kind of toss around the security guards, there, it's like, you know, he he still got a little of that spark left in him. Uh, he needs to work on the punches a little bit. Yeah, that's true. He'll, that's he'll, true. He'll get them in time. I was <laughs> just going to say those punches were not the best looking punches out there. Uh, he certainly punches have never been very good. Well, no, but, but 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 especially now. I mean, it's like. You're 46 years old. You've been in you've been in the business for a while. Surely your punches must get better at some point. But mm, yeah, I mean, it, I think. Uh, well, I, I mean, regardless of whether or not he his punches improves, one of the one of the good things about um, Shane McMahon coming back this time around is that he'll be working with the young. So obviously, even if he doesn't, even if it takes him a while to adjust back in the ring, uh, Shane McMahon himself being in a ring. Uh, you know they could try that at Roblox, but I think it's too. I think it's too late now to try and build something up. Uh, he's been training Alex. with uh, MMA fighter, but uh, uh, I, 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 the name escapes me right now. But he's been training with a uh, MMA fighter that's been uh, doing some stuff uh, with some other UFC fighters. And uh, from what I've seen from the training videos he's released, he's certainly getting better. As you mentioned, though, the punches. Oh boy, a lot, lot Alex, of work on those. Think, do you think that um, Alex? Do you think that? Uh, they'll they'll chuck him in the ring with Kane a week before or a week before WrestleMania. You know what? <laughs> Kane has nothing going for him, so they could actually get away with doing that. But for the most part, I think they don't want to risk injury to him, so they'll probably just try to hold him until the WrestleMania. For those Possibly. who don't know, by the way, Oliver Norgrove is a raging, screaming Canaanite. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll hang up. One more, one more insult, and I'll hang up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good. We'll move on to the uh, Neville versus Kevin Owens segment. I thought this was a great match and a good way to start off the show. A lot of back and forth. Neville really shined uh, in this one. We had the shooting star press to the floor um, again. More chance we cannot uh, say over the air. Um, and of course, uh, Owens was just fantastic as well. Um, Owens got the quick uh, pinfall uh, for the win, but then we saw the debut or re-debut uh, per se of Sami Zayn, who came out and they had a great exchange uh, between each other uh, near, near the end of that segment. As uh, finally, Sami was able to fight off Owens, and Owens uh, came back up to the ramp as Sami helped out Neville. Um, so that was a it was a, the, the match overall was a great match in my opinion. Uh, great back and forth between both guys, but uh, uh, Oliver, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Neville. What, what do you see in Neville uh, that you don't really see in other guys? Uh, nothing. I don't. Uh, nothing. I, I'm not a fan of Neville, uh, oh, really? which actually surprises people. Um, I I think that Neville is brilliant at what he does, but I don't think he's entertaining. I don't think he's anything more than where he is right now. I think if he does. I think if he is elevated to a more senior position, then he, he can he can count himself very lucky. I thought that the segment was all about Sami Zayn. By the way, how many how many re debuts is it for Sami Zayn now? Is it what like, seven? I, uh, I probably remember. five, maybe six. I honestly, <laughs> probably, don't know. I, I just I think that oh I thought I have to say I thought the match was very good. Uh, some of the spots were fantastic. Owens and, and Neville both obviously very gifted. One clearly very much more entertaining than the other. But I, I'm, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of Neville. It, very surprising stuff. Uh, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll move on here just to get things rolling. Uh, they took a little bit of a look at Triple H and Dean Ambrose, um, and they were also promoting their new free WrestleMania campaign, uh, where they were promoting for new subscribers for a free WrestleMania show. And they said this is the first time that WrestleMania was free, but I don't think that's true. Like I, I thought, I thought WrestleMania 31 and 30 were free as well, because I remember Saxon mentioning that as well on on commentary, which was uh, what the the entire shows. Well, yeah, um, but uh, it's just I was a little taken aback when they said that, but nonetheless, it doesn't really affect us too much. Um, then we had Dolph Ziggler backstage with Zack Ryder. Uh, Stephanie McMahon walked out. Um, she thanked Dolph Ziggler for tweet uh, deleting a tweet that he tweeted out earlier. Uh, 
and he knows that he didn't mean to say anything bad about the, the authority. It led to Stephanie putting Ziggler in a three-on-one elimination tag match against the League of Nations, but and of course Ziggler did not get a partner. Ziggler said, of course, and Stephanie wished him the best of luck and walked off. And we're going to go into the Divas match. Brie Bella versus Summer Rae. Again, nothing special. Brie Bella, in my opinion, is not a very good in-ring worker. Um, just just not very strong. Uh any thoughts on this match, Alec, uh, uh, from what you saw, or is it really just your basic Divas match? You know what? It wasn't just like your basic Divas match. There was a couple of good spots in it, but the thing is, Summer Rae and Brie Bella, I don't feel like there's really any storyline between the two of them, so there wasn't any like heat or payoff in that regard. Mm-hmm. So it was a well-worked match, but where does it go from here? Yeah. That's... That, that's what I always look for in a wrestling match. Like, you can have a great match, but if it doesn't lead to something down the road for, like, one or both wrestlers, then what's the point? Right. I have to say, Lana looks fantastic. She well, did. That, well, Lana always looks fantastic. <laughs> I mean, she well, always yeah, she does. does. <laughs> but well, I think I think that the issue, I, I, I agree with you on Brie Bella. I think she's I nothing any nothing really past average. Um, um, and I have to say, just uh, to come back to Lana... Um, do, do we? Do, I mean, what are they? What are they doing with this? Are they going to give Lana her debut at WrestleMania? Because that's massive if they do. That sounds like what they're planning to do. I mean, they've always had plans to try and make her a top babyface if she could just learn to wrestle. And from what it sounds like, they're trying to teach her to wrestle. And so far, we saw an X factor uh, in her uh, moves arsenal. Uh, yeah, take I mean, take it from Xbox. The, the spots we, the spots we've seen from her so far, she seemed okay. But of course, there's much more to it. Yeah, I've always thought that. I I remember reading a few months ago that she's been carrying a long term injury of some kind. I think I'm not sure whether whether it was a shoulder or a knee problem, but um, that, apparently that was holding her back. Um, but I, I have to say, I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing Lana in the ring because. Um, because she's my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, she's a lot of people's uh, girlfriend, really. Uh, d- just how well liked she is. Not backstage, of course. I mean, she's got a ton of backstage heat. Um, but, but uh, what are your thoughts, Alec, on the whole Lana becoming what looks like they're probably going to turn her into a professional wrestler? You know what? I really like her as a ringside personality. Um, if she can wrestle, that's all the power to her. They do need more people in the Divas just because. It seems like the top of the Divas is rotating between uh, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and gosh, I can't think of the last name right now. Um, Sasha Banks? Thank you, Sasha Banks. And it would just be nice to see some fresh blood come up that way. Uh, But they also have a really diverse uh, Divas, for lack of a better word, division in NXT, and I'd like to see them be given more of a chance to shine than just try to bring someone who may or may not even know how to wrestle. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're just going to move on to the uh, elimination match, but before that... Uh, we also want to mention that Dean Ambrose came out and he said he was going to be the roadblock, for lack of a better term, uh, in the uh, WWE Championship plans. Um, he talked about uh, how he doesn't care what Reigns or Triple H had planned. He's going to hijack it and he will not bow down to the authority. Um, Triple H came out and he spoke about Ambrose's little fantasy, per his quote. Um, he says that Ambrose is not a, a roadblock, but rather some idiot in marketing that came up with the name, which I thought was a great line. <laughs> uh, Triple H uh, says he's driven, uh, and D, and he says that Dean Ambrose is just him, quote-unquote. And he announces later on that it would be Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt in the main event. Um, and Triple H says that Ambrose will come face-to-face with reality either tonight or... Or at Roadblock, but he realizes that the authority always wins. Alec, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Dean Ambrose overall? And do you think do you think there's even a, a remote chance that uh, Dean will win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship? I'm kind of feeling like that this is kind of the same transition they took with uh, Daniel Bryan a couple years ago, where the fans were not happy with the program that WWE Creative had crafted for WrestleMania, and this is like their way of trying to have it like to give you like the the illusion of change coming, but I have yeah. a feeling that they're still going to put the Triple H and Roman Reigns match as the title card, or for the title on the card. Gosh, yeah. I can't speak today. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't think Ambrose is going to win at Roadblock. I think they're trying to build the heat up, and it's just like, it's just really going to upset everybody. Yeah, and and, and I think I think eventually <laughs> it's just going to lead to uh, Ambrose uh, not. She, I don't think he's going to be winning at all, and. Uh, so, uh, Oliver, again, uh, sorry about that. Just a little bit of tech- technical troubles. Uh, we wanted to finish your thought on Dean Ambrose before we moved on. 
Yeah, well, I, I wanted to make a general point about Roadblock just quickly, if that's all right. Um, I think that the positioning of this of this show is completely counterproductive. What it does is it takes away some of the light from WrestleMania, and also because WrestleMania is only is only really a couple of weeks behind Roadblock, it makes people really see Roadblock as just nothing and of no importance. I think actually the fact that this show is even here in the first place is, and so close to WrestleMania seems to me to be counterproductive. Dean Ambrose is brilliant. He's not winning at Roadblock, um, but I would very much like to see him win the championship in the very near future. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we move on to the League of Nations versus Dolph Ziggler uh, three-on-one match. Uh, and uh, for what it was, it was all right, I guess. Uh, you know, it's, it, it is a, certainly a unique match type uh, that we haven't seen before. Um, but, but again, they were, Ziggler was able to work with what he's got, um, and the winner of this match obviously was the League of Nations. And the only problem I had with this is that there wasn't really a development out of it. I mean, it, it was just kind of there. I mean, they were building something, but then it just kind of ended with the League of Nations winning. And they didn't follow it up on a promo or anything like that. So, uh, Alec, first, uh, what, what were your thoughts on this match? And uh, what was? do you share, share the same opinions as me? Or do you think it was a good segment? Or um, The match itself was underwhelming. It, it wasn't bad, but when you see like a three on one, you kind of expect that. Um, I just really, really didn't see Ziggler doing too much in it. I figured he'd just be ganged up on the entire time, and I just the story then going into it just kind of confused me a little bit. It's like he had to delete a tweet. Yeah, like it's is that is like the the Russo swerve. <laughs> yes, it, it seems like it, and uh, so uh, we go. We'll go over to Oliver. Oliver, what were your thoughts on the uh, on this elimination match, and uh, what do you, where do you see Dolph Ziggler uh, heading into WrestleMania? I hope Dolph Ziggler doesn't make it to WrestleMania. I don't like Dolph Ziggler at all. I think he, I, my interest in him burned out at least two years ago. The League of Nations is a weird is a weird consortium of wrestlers who who don't really make sense together. Uh, most of them are incompetent. Um, and I think that the match itself, as Alex very correctly said, was underwhelming. I was unenthused by by the segment, um, and I, the fact that the fact that it was all over some kind of stupid tweet makes the whole thing seem pretty much worthless. Um, I, one thing I would ask is that I'm, I, I have no idea what what the direction is for the League of Nations at WrestleMania. Does anybody think that they're just going to be thrown into some kind of battle royal? How do they feature? Well, I'm thinking that they're going to do some sort of uh, three-on-one match, or sorry, not three-on-one, three-on-three match uh, with some with somebody, maybe uh, maybe just a couple of other guys. Maybe like it seemed like they were setting up New Day versus League of Nations at one point, but now it seems they've totally scrapped those plans. So, but but again, I, I'm not too sure what they're going to be doing with League of Nations. They're just kind well, of I think there. The, the, the new, the new day, um, the, the new day suggestion I thought was was a good one. It, it seems to make sense three on three. If they if they're thinking of going down the route of throwing three guys together to face these three, that will completely bomb at WrestleMania, and nobody will want to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll move on over to uh, Tamina Snuka and Naomi versus Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Um, Becky Lynch was backstage knocking on Sasha Banks' door. Out she came. And Sasha says, if it weren't for Ric Flair, she would be facing Charlotte for the WWE Divas title in a single match at WrestleMania, and she calls Becky a wannabe leprechaun. Becky went off on Sasha to spare her the Nicki Minaj attitude as they have a match against Team Bad. Uh, That match, uh, again, it was fine. I mean, there wasn't really anything special about the match. There wasn't really anything, you know, crazy good about the match. It just really sort of built up this uh, upcoming rivalry uh, between Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. Um, so, Alec, first, uh, what were your thoughts on this match? And uh, do you, w- how do you think of, uh, or where do you think the storyline is going to go uh, heading into WrestleMania? Well, I hope that the storyline leads to a fatal three-way match, just because, like, that would be the most yeah. entertaining to have. And, well, um, like it is confirmed that it's going to be a three-way Divas title match, but where do you think uh, the storyline is just going to go? Do you think they're going to try and build something here, or is it just going to be another generic feud? I think it's going to probably just be a generic feud, uh, feud sorry, in the sense where they're going to have the two of them work together to break down Charlotte, more or less, but then one of them is going to have to take the belt, and like that's where the interesting stuff is going to happen, who makes the turn. But as a match... Um, it kind of scares me that going through a Raw episode, that two Divas matches really impressed me more so than most of the other stuff on the card. Yeah. Like, I, it's, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, it's, I mean, at least 
at this point, a standard generic feud is good for this Divas division. Because, yeah. you know, they've, they've taken a lot through, but uh, I want to bring Oliver in on this. What do you, where do you think the storyline yeah. between uh, Sasha I, and Becky are going to go? Yeah, I think that, that sounds pretty sensible. I think, I think if there's one thing all three of us can agree on is that these three are probably the most serious and competitive um, of, of the Divas we've seen in, in quite some time for the, as far as the, the quality of the division goes. Yeah. So I think agree that actually we, we need to be looking past WrestleMania just like you had uh, for years on or you had before Raw you had sort of Trish and Lita and Jazz and whatever you had you had yeah absolutely and uh, we, we had those previous divas and uh, and now we're starting to see kind of a new generation of women's wrestler which I think it's great to see and it's and it's obvious that you know Triple H is helping on the helm of that we go to a backstage sit, uh, skit uh, with R-Truth dressed as a pizza delivery guy. It was really just meant to be a pop uh, for the Chicago crowd as there was the uh, deep dish uh, pizza. And uh, I will say it was kind of funny at the end when Henry walked over and grabbed the pizza and you know said that Goldust and R-Truth were suckers for leaving this pizza behind. But uh, we won't really go too much further into this. It's just kind of... Another skit that they've been doing to build up uh, this tag team between R-Truth and Goldust. What I really want to talk about, though, is this tag team title match. Chris Jericho and AJ Styles versus The New Day. This was for sure the match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, and, and it was just overall fantastic. AJ Styles looked awesome in this one. Uh, he did a great SIE uh, DDT uh, later on in the match against Kofi Kingston, and uh, one fan uh, mentioned on Twitter that it was the first time he's ever seen AJ Styles perfect the SIE DDT, doing a flip up in the air and then not stopping when he grabs him for the uh, DDT part of the SIE DDT. He just what did one fluid motion. It looked fantastic, and uh, overall this match was great. A lot of great moves, a lot of great counters. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Chris Jericho seem to have a lot of chemistry between each other. Um, but at the end of this match, uh, the New Day was able, were able to uh, retain their titles, pinning Chris Jericho after Biggie hit the big ending after another great reversal uh, onto Chris Jericho. And then after the match, Chris Jericho turned heel on AJ Styles, uh, which really wasn't surprising, uh, to say the least. Um, but I thought this was a great match, and uh, I, I don't know about you, though. I, I don't know if I'm down for a fourth AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho match. I mean, we know they're going to have good matches, but uh, Alec, what are your thoughts on uh, a potential fourth AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho match at WrestleMania? It's been done before. Yeah. <laughs> like It's not that it's, it's going to be done better, obviously, but... It- I, I don't know. We know Jericho's on his way out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We know that AJ's going to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, and the heel turn was amazing. Don't get me wrong. That was yep. very enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole match was wonderful. But it's past WrestleMania, we're, we're, what are we doing with AJ? That's my question. Yeah, and, and that's, that's going to be the interesting part. Are, are we going to see maybe uh, the former Bullet Club, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, uh, move up? and be part of AJ Styles' crew, or are they just going to stick with Balor Club? Uh, Oliver, what are your thoughts on uh, AJ Styles? Where do you see him going after WrestleMania? Because it seems like they're going to go with the uh, fourth Chris Jericho versus AJ Styles match. Well, I was just thinking, uh, watching that match earlier on, did it did it not scream that actually that should have been the match at WrestleMania, Y2 AJ versus The New Day? That's I mean, it, true. It just, seemed, it just seemed that that should have been the match for WrestleMania for me. And then you have the turn, and then you start in kind of the new the new season of wrestling, you know, yeah. with, a, with a new heel, Jericho, before he's on his way out. That seemed to me to be far more logical. AJ Styles is fantastic, though I don't... I, I have to confess I haven't actually watched that much about him because I didn't watch his Japan stuff. Um, but I've heard only only very good things about him. AJ Styles, I would very much like to see him um, sh- thrown into a kind of a, an IC title feud very very quickly, fighting with the likes of Kevin Owens more frequently. I think that that will gradually get the best out of him, out of him, and I think fans are warm to him as well. So, but I mean, as far as that match earlier on uh, yesterday, sorry, with Y2 AJ and the New Day, that that for me was exactly the bout that we should have seen at WrestleMania. Yeah, it was such a fantastic match, and uh, we'll move on quickly through Kalisto versus Tyler Breeze. Um, what should be interesting to note about uh, this match is nothing. Uh, really, it's just nothing was really too interesting about this match. It was kind of just your standard squash match to get Kalisto over as your U.S. champion. What was the real thing uh, that was interesting is, uh, of course, uh, afterwards was the announcement of Big Boss Man 
as the next uh, Hall of Famer for the WWE. So congratulations on him. Um, we did a post up on our Facebook uh, page, so you can check that out. Um, but also backstage, uh, JoJo was interviewing Kalisto, and uh, he was talking about he idolized guys like Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, and it's been a dream for him to wrestle in front of millions of people. But then Ryback walked up, and he was making comparisons to different superheroes, and Ryback advises Kalisto to just be a lucha dragon all on his own because he doesn't. You don't want to have tag teams uh, scurrying down you and like holding you back. And uh, it's kind of a hint at uh, what he used to be with uh, Curtis Axel, which was his next match. Uh, Ryback versus Curtis Axel. Note here, Ryback imitated CM Punk, which was uh, interesting. He did flying knee, and then right after he did that, he did the uh, go to sleep uh, hand gesture right after. So he's clearly toying with the Chicago crowd. Um, and I think that's all part of his heel gimmick. I, I'm not a, I'm not too down on Ryback, honestly. I think Ryback's a good w- worker. Whoa, well, 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 you're not down on Ryback right now. No, I, I said, I, no, I'm saying, uh, sorry. You're, you're like the biggest Ryback fan. <laughs> no, no, I know. no. What I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, I, I don't think uh, people should be down on Ryback. Is what I'm trying to say. I think he, I think he's fine for what he is. You know what I mean? Like as I, Goldberg, right? <laughs> as, as Ryback. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, we're just going to head straight into our main event, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt. And we go to the ring, and uh, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't able to catch this main event. But what was real key from what I saw is uh, Bray Wyatt was uh, looking at Triple H and was patting the uh, WWF title, WWE title, sorry. Um, and, uh, again, they're teasing Triple H and Bray Wyatt. They're doing a lot of teasing recently. And it's funny how they're doing a lot of teasing when they really want to get Roman Reigns over. You know what I mean? It's like I, I find that like counter counterproductive, but uh, you know I guess that's the way they're going to go. Uh, I thought this match, from what I've seen, of course, uh, was all right. Didn't really stand out in my opinion, but uh, I thought it was okay. And uh, let's just get some quick thoughts from Alec and Oliver, then uh, we'll uh, wrap things up and uh, we'll head to a commercial break. So, uh, what were your thoughts on uh, the Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt match, uh, Alec? Uh, it's a wonderful match. They've had great matches in the past, but. There was no payoff in the story, so it's kind of like it, it was just, just it, it was just there. Like as a main event, like both of them should be in a main event, but I don't see why both of them were in this main event. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was a great match. It went back and forth really well, and just you know, winning by disqualification doesn't really do much for Ambrose. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oliver, quickly, uh, what were your thoughts on uh, on the Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt match? Well, it's pretty similar. I think that the match was good. It was a solid match. There wasn't a huge payoff. I did find interesting, actually, and I was glad that you you pointed it out because I was going to do it myself, um, that the teasing between Bray Wyatt and Triple H was quite interesting. I always expected at some point the Wyatt family to face off in, in, in some kind of babyface fashion against the authority down the road. And I think that's that that could have been something very easily teased this evening, and and actually something we may see in the future. Perhaps you know, perhaps Triple H and Bray Wyatt will square off at SummerSlam or something. But I think that the match itself was it, it was good, but there wasn't too much to talk about there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so we'll just uh, wrap things up for this uh, raw review before we uh, head things off and. Uh, and uh, take a quick commercial break. I want to go through our new Wrestling With Ideas polls that we're starting up on Twitter. And uh, very interesting results we got. Um, so we had a total of 21 votes on the poll. Uh, 43% said the show was a yes, yes, yes. 43%, same result, said the show was a meh, meh, meh. And our and for the uh, final uh, part, fourteen uh, percent of you said that the show was a no, no, no. So very interesting. You're very creative of your polls. Uh, I know. I uh, I try to bring some creativity. We're called wrestling with ideas for a reason, but uh, yeah, we're uh, we. It was very interesting. The results uh, for a moment when I last checked them, it was uh, still very much a, a yes, yes, yes. Um, but it's really gone down, so a very in, very interesting mix there. But uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll let Oliver off. Thank you so much for helping out with the raw review. We had a couple of uh, we had a couple of tech issues going through, but uh, hopefully that didn't impact too many of the uh, listeners. But uh, thanks again for coming on, Oliver, and uh, hope, hopefully we could talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Have a good night. And uh, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we're back, we're going to play our interview with Matthew of Botchamania. Make sure to stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. Ottawa! Don't you dare be sour. Put your hands together and clap 
for your world famous best wrestling show on the planet and feel the power. It's wrestling with ideas. Yes, it is. TKDJ1079, all of his new music. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas, and we have a very special guest, Matthew from Botchamania. How you doing, Matthew? I'm bloody lovely. How are you doing, mate? Oh, really good, really good. Glad to have you on here. I'm a huge, huge fan of the series. Oh, thanks a lot, mate. been watching since, I think, 150. I can't even yeah. recall. Doesn't mean you should go easy on me, by the way. Well, let's, let's start off with a tough one, then. How worried were you when you are on Taz's podcast, considering how much you made fun <laughs> of him over the years? I was pretty worried. Because you know about the, the thing he said beforehand? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, because he went on the benefits of people who don't. He had posted, not sorry, he hadn't posted, obviously he did his, his radio podcast thing. Uh, this thing's like, hey, people who, uh, you know, uh, Doug, uh, use the uh, terms, uh, you know, he's, he has that way of talking. And if they haven't been into business, they shouldn't be using it like that bad guy and all this. So I was like, all right. So I started tweeting about it. Goes, all right then. Like, how how many sports do I have to do before I can criticize wrestling? Like, so I play football in the park with my mates. Is that all right? And it's just like, all right then, fair enough. Okay. Rest, I said it's funny. However, wrestlers say if you haven't been in the business, you're not allowed to, to, to criticize. But it's only if you say something negative. I've never seen one wrestler after you go up to them and say, mate, that was a really good match. Them go, screw you, kid. You don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, and he saw those tweets and was just like, hey, you want to be on the show? I'm like, oh, I see how it is. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's, let's see how this works out. So I just thought he was going to, like, you know, surprise. So I had all these, like, <laughs> like lines written and jokes written out. So when I was on the show, I just didn't let him talk. <laughs> Which I do anyway. I love the sound of my own voice. Um, not afraid to admit. But I just like blah 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 blah. Hey Taz, you're the best. And it's like ah. But I was really worried about not swearing because it was a live radio show, and that's like oh okay, okay. not no swearing. Sheesh. Okay. Um, no, and it was okay. PG. I think he was like oh we've got a good rapport. We understand each other fine. It's okay. It's all it's all a work. Ha ha ha. Like everything else in wrestling. If you mess up, you can just say it was a work and then get over it. And. At the very end, I messed it up. It was all right. It was going fine. Me and Taz were going to go picnicking after this. And then I said, I don't know even where I even came from. Because I was like, I've been pretty all right here. I have to say something. I was just like, I had all these lines I didn't use on him. you know. That, so he got off quite lightly. But I was just like, okay, you, you thought, thought, uh, uh, you iron brew odd job, which he then got annoyed about afterwards. I was like, no, no, iron brew. It's a popular orange fizzy drink in the UK. And odd job is this really tough small guy. And for a while, I think he was a bit annoyed. But once he realized that it wasn't because people were hash- messaging, ha ha, you got called this, you got called that. So it was like, I called him something incredibly offensive. Okay. But nah, Taz, Taz sometimes messages me now and again to say, hey, I gave you a shout out on my show, you know. You go, oh, really? Why? Well, we were discussing British comedies. It's like, oh, you into that? Oh, I love all the British comedies. Oh, great. What do you like? And I'm expecting, I don't know, uh, Blackadder or Only Fools and Horses. He was, yeah, I love the Benny Hill. I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> great, Taz. Hope you like him. Taz, what a guy. And uh, besides Joey G- or Joe Gacy, sorry. What wrestlers have taken the most umbrage with you? Uh, well, it's good you just asked that. Uh, Teddy Long uh, appeared on some radio, sh- uh, po- I, everyone, I say radio podcast just to make sure I'm covering all grounds. Some radio podcast uh, thing where he was asked about how social media has affected negatively wrestling. And he said something along the lines of, I'm not going to do his accent because I respect him too much. But um, he said about, he saw some, uh, some video about where they were looking at the wrestlers calling spots and pointing out. And he was like, just let them have fun. You know, why would you point that out? I'm like, well, okay, there's a few things there. One, old school, nearly 70-year-old wrestling managers from the territory days aren't exactly the target audience for Botchamania. And two, you have to go and find Botchamania. <laughs> like, it's not as if it's like on TV or whatever all the time. It's, you'd have to purposely search for something like that. So I don't know how Teddy accidentally saw this video where some was called in spots. Like, you'd have to purposely look for something but whatever I still like wrestlers even if they don't like me Trevor Lee on Twitter who I think is great by the way he said one of those if you haven't been in the business then you haven't and I said hey I think you're great but that moonsault flip you do looks like you land on your head if you like every time and he said oh thanks the criticism by the way can you take a bump I said yeah I take a mean Irish whip and he didn't get back to me but like I said yeah obviously we can you know we can have differing opinions and still like each other that's you know, that's how most of my friends work. So I still like Trevor Lee and Teddy Long. And Joe Casey has improved loads. 
um, and as you know, at least learn from his experience. Don't go on Twitter and heckle people and then get heckled back and be like, "Oh yeah, I know what you are, but what am I in this leave?" Apart from that, there's no real guys. I think when wrestlers don't like Botchmania, they just shut up about it and move on because it's not that big of a thing to them. But I can certainly empathise with wrestlers like Joe Gacy, who when I went to CCW Arena and there's some wrestlers like, "Oh my God, it's Mafu, it's Mafu." And if I was a professional wrestler and I told me, I'd be like, "Who the hell is he?" This, this Adam West guy just showing up. Like, oh, hello. <laughs> and uh, just speaking of wrestlers on Twitter, what do you think of Kevin Owens' Twitter account where he's more or less just a big troll? I don't think he's a troll. That's what people say he's a troll. People ask him dumb stuff and he blocks them. Oh, how's it go with them? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> I mean, I suppose the, the debate is if you're in that position, you should be like, oh, thanks. How are you? Di- oh, that's cool. Oh, we have differing opinions. But then it's, yeah, I, I think it's better if Kevin Owens being a bad guy on TV. He can go 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 to hell, get blocked or whatever. So, yeah, I don't think a, a troll It's like, no, if you, a troll be like if he was purposely doing this people have mean to him then he's mean to them back he's a counter troll <laughs> absolutely he's a bear he's a bear <laughs> so i think uh, many people out there listening are gonna have, want me to ask this question what really inspired you to make botchamania videos um there being similar videos online to begin with made by john barber of Chikara pro referee fame um and you know as michael hall said how ironic uh john barber's been in the videos a lot more than most refs um Nice guy. Let's throw it out there. Um, and what inspired me? I don't know. It was just the stuff I was doing in my life, like listening and getting into the video game cover scenes, like bands like the Mini Bosses and Arm Cannon and things like that. So that's why I started putting those in. Uh, dumb stuff like the endings were just something, oh, this would be a good idea. And they stuck around. People say they like, oh, Matthew, I just watch Watch Mini for the endings now. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, but when people say what inspires you, wasn't like, I don't know, like the Shockmaster appeared, like, Simba's dad in Lion King in the clouds and was like, Matthew, you must make a video series about wrestlers messing up. I'm like, well, Shockmaster, your voice doesn't really fit your body language. There's somebody doing the voice in another room. Silence! You will shock the world! It's like, no, it just, it just really, it's an idea that starts and if you told me in 2007 I'd be doing this probably until t- 2017, 10 years later, I would have said, yeah, right. Don't be daft. Oh, no, absolutely. And I'm like, how has using Patreon changed Botchamania? Uh, it's great because now it's it's gone from something that was like pseudo hobby to, you know, people going, oh, everyone everyone likes it, everyone likes it. I'm like, oh, don't say that to me. I'll, I'll lose all perspective, become a big shot. Hollywood mafu. Um, and I was like, Patreon is like, okay, this is serious. These have to be really, really good because I take pride in something. If people are going to pay for it, I'm like, well, these better be the best things ever. You know, I've got that thing. I don't, I'm, people can obviously disagree with this, but I don't believe in people taking money for nothing. So insanely lucky to be in a position where people are paying via Patreon to do this because they do take a lot of man hours. Um, and I appreciate people, not everyone who watches Botchamania wants to, and I'd never for a second thought that it would be the case where everybody gives me money. I'm like, yay. But, you know, the amount of people that say, oh, Matthew, if you need a quick, you should come to WrestleMania. I'm like, I'm not really have that surplus funds at the minute. He goes, oh, just put three videos out, like, <laughs> one after the other. And I'm like, no, like, as tempting as that is, I'm like, no, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. And if I did that, those would definitely be the last three videos that anyone would ever give me money for. <laughs> yeah, it's really changed it. Um, it's almost like professional botchamania, which is sort of odd when you think about it. But at the same time, I'm, I'm again, I'm honoured. I am gifted. I, no, no, not in that way. I mean, like, uh, you know what I'm saying. Thank you, fans. So now with number I'm three. Ha- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but- I'm smart. Not like everyone says I am. I can do things. So one of my favorite bits on the show is when there's just random Simpsons, like, references. And one that really cracked me up recently was when there was, like, a clip at the end, I think, and they were trying to throw some guy through a table, and every time the table just didn't break, it changed to a new Simpsons song. Where do you come up with the silly ideas like that? Again, people go, where they come from? I don't know. Like, a lot of the early stuff, like, when... Train got out of being just a video game music thing to you know having jokes like Cornet Face and The Laughing Table. I was really playing around with sleep deprivation because it was a part of my life when there was nothing else to do in my small ta- hometown. So there was two things I would do and I don't do them anymore. And I'm very just basically get up at six and see how long I could last. And um, because I read about how Faith No More did their album Angel Dust, uh, basically like this, and that's why it's an amazing album. But yeah, there's see how long they go without sleep. And your brain starts to like come up with these bizarre ideas on it. And you know, I really was seeing you know Simba's dad and it's like, Sting. Um, but 
another thing you would do, and uh, this is really sad saying this, but when it was like again nothing else to do in this not very good town, um, you would get a, like a one pound energy drink um, and drink that, and then not eat for like a day, and you would trip balls. It was like the cheapest way of getting high, known to man, like a one pound, and you don't eat if you have one of them. You, you will feel every muscle in your body, every blood capsule going through your system, um, and then this idea would be like, you know what you should do? You should do cornet, like a random screen. Oh, that, that that one particular screenshot was when I just happened to pause it. Right. Oh, that's a good fake. Prince screened it and that's it. And yeah, that iconic face. You know, Jim Cornette says, oh, thank you, Matthew. I've been trying to sell my face for years and it's never worked. Yeah, this come out. People say, what inspires you? I mean, sometimes we'll be watching something and be like, oh, that'll work. And I'll write a little note. But like some things like that just come out of nowhere. Like, like oh, like, you know, uh, the Hogan... Uh, censored gate that happened you know uh, it's like oh, okay I have to do an ending with that because it's in the news and in the news I remember the strap match I was just like what's the connection between the two I thought oh yeah Roots you know um, so that's why I did the audio with that which a lot of people like I can't believe you edited Roots with a guy getting whipped over the Hogan strap match promo I'm like no no, no I didn't say it Hogan said it makes it instantly better once Hulk Hogan says something yeah you're telling, telling young people like no that actually happened so the number 300 right around the corner do you have any big plans for it lord no um, there's uh, it's nearly done I'm in America until like the beginning of March so it's really annoying because I just got a really bad laptop that can't process anything above 720 um, without breaking and so I'm trying to make it at least double length that'll be one thing and to put as many ideas as possible into it but there's a few ideas that didn't work at all so it's like backup ideas but when people say are you doing anything special I try to do something special for all the videos <laughs> so when it's like oh it's 300 I'm like yeah because thinking about this a while ago on Facebook it's like I think I've used like all the iconically bad shows or promotions I think they've been in and then people are like what about her baby Abrams UWF. What about uh, the Women of Wrestling promotion from the early 2000s? What about... There's always going to be like those bad ones. So um, I've been trying to find one really horrible show, and I think I've found one. I'll give you a sneak peek. Uh, Vince Russo does the intro. So do you think at any point you'll stop doing Botchamania? When I find something more interesting than wrestling, I will, yes. Like, you just mentioned a bunch of promotions. Like, which ones do you uh, watch, and which ones do you like or dislike? All of them. Um, <laughs> no, let me think. WWE, obviously, um, which means Raw and NXT. Don't watch SmackDown. Um, there's no point. It's highly edited, and it's... I mean, come on. Hasn't been anything since, what, 2010? Um, what to watch? PWG, CCW, which is... I return to it like a beaten wife. I don't know why I keep on coming back to it. What else? Chikara. TNA, when I remember it's on. Because I like to be a positive guy about these things, but yeah, sometimes TNA is yeah, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. So at the minute, it's a bit like TNA is currently one of these things that's just you ever play a fighting game and the guy's nearly dead, but all he all he's doing is blocking. So he's surviving, but he's not doing anything productive. That's how currently Impact is at the minute. They're just waiting on for something, <laughs> God knows what. Um, but yeah, plus a bunch of UK companies like uh, Scotland's ICW and London's Progress. I love ICW. Grado is probably one of my favorites. Oh, I'm glad to hear that he translates because I was really worried when so many American friends are like, I don't get Grado. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, is he supposed to be like mentally retarded? Is that his gimmick? I'm like, no. It's like, oh, he's supposed to be bad. I'm like, not not really. No. It's one of these things that's so Scottish. You wonder if it can, you know, go to another language. If anyone can come out to like the ring and get an entire ring that sing like a prayer by Madonna, like they're over in my books. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I like that. It's like, that's why I like him. He's got the same kind of like intros that you'd find in like New Japan where it's like, it's completely ridiculous, but it works. Right. Yeah, and he needs a raptor chasing him when he's got a giant sword. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> what was that from, like, Wrestle Kingdom 8 or something? I think so, yeah. That was ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So, who's your favorite wrestler, like, current roster? Oh, come on. <laughs> all right. Just a softball question. See, this is, where, this is where all the wrestlers are listening going, go on, say me. Say me. <laughs> or next time I see you at a show, I'm going to break your legs. Um, <laughs> Current roster and WWE, I would say my favorite wrestler is. I'm gonna say Kevin Owens. Um, of the currently uninjured roster, yeah, Kevin Owens. Uh, he's the only one with momentum that I like. Him or Ambrose. I think Ambrose is too often does like a million things in his match. I'm like, no, come on. Um, and TNA, EC3. Like, there's not even a contest. <laughs> they don't even need to think there. It's EC3 and then that's it. Um, on the indie, American indies. Oh, favorite American indie guy. No, because you're Canadian, I'm going to say Leo Rush. <laughs> oh. Oh, well this is a guy I just witnessed. I'm like, wow, that guy's amazing. So I'm told he's not Canadian now, but I've seen him in Smash Wrestling, so I'm going to assume he's somewhat Canadian. UK guy. Oh, there's no way I can say UK guy because they know where I live. Uh, <laughs> of One of my favorites is Jimmy Havoc. There we go. Then move on before they listen. <laughs> 
Who are your favorites wrestling with ideas? Uh, well, before he left New Japan, definitely was Nakamura. So he's kind of taking the spot in NXT when he, even though he hasn't done much. I'd say either Kevin Owens or Dean Ambrose because I really, really enjoy the Lunatic Fringe. <laughs> Don't watch enough TNA to really pick anyone from there, sadly. Thank you so much for uh, coming on Wrestling Ideas with us today. Hey, not a problem. Thank you for a subtle hint to people if doing podcasts in the morning. When you want to get a quick quip of tea, a uh, quip of tea, just say, hey, so what do you think about that thing? And when they're talking, just grab that. That's what I'm doing. And no one noticed. That's why I listen about the podcast and all you hear is over the answers. But no, thank you very much. I don't take up too much of your time. Um, I appreciate doing this. You've been very nice. I don't even know if that's PG. Wrestling Butria with ideas machka. We are back here on CKDJ 1079 out of his new music. Kind of feels like we're in the middle of a Terminator film. Machka! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty fun. That was really fun. Hey, just wanted to say, too, uh, we've got some uh, people tweeting along with us. Uh, Isaac Caroga coming all the way from Mexico listening in. We want to thank you for tuning in and uh, tweeting along with us. And uh, we also want to thank uh, Ben Crilly who has been uh, tweeting along with us. Uh, we actually got to know him uh, today. He started up a, a local Ottawa wrestling group on Facebook. Um, you can find him uh, at 613 Pro Wrestling uh, on Twitter and also on Facebook as well. Very cool stuff. He's trying to connect all of the uh, Ottawa wrestling fans together into like one little group, and uh, we're part of that, so that's pretty cool, and uh, glad uh, we're working with him on that. And uh, With that, we're going to go to our question master, Simon Zimmerman. Then we're going to wrap things up, give some quick predictions for a roadblock, and then we will be off. Uh, and so our question from uh, Simon Zimmerman, our question master, with Peyton Manning retiring yesterday, what is your favorite WWE superstar retirement? P.S. Fake retirements count. So if you're, if you're the Mark Henry retirement guy, it's all yours. Clearly Mark Henry. No, no. <laughs> um, see, fake retirements count. Goodness. See, I didn't know that was coming up in it as well. Like, I was trying to think on the break that what was the really good retirement? It's like, the only serious one I can think of in recent memory is Daniel Bryan. Obviously, that one's really, you know, touched a lot of people, you know, and because he's, he's such a beloved guy. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm going to go against the grain and uh, just say Hayabusa's forced retirement. He, I don't yeah. know if he was a really big in the WWE, but just mm-hmm. because of his recent passing and... Um, someone linked the video where he actually like stood up and walked to the ring again after yeah. all. Like, oh, I saw like, that video. And it, it just, That's like, so great. And, like everyone's cheering him on and stuff, and it's like so that amazing. just really struck a chord with me. So I'm going with him. Very good stuff. Uh, yeah, the, the Hayabusa one definitely uh, deserves to uh, rank up there. Um, obviously, the recent one being Daniel Bryan. Um, this one hits me home personally because he was the first wrestler I ever saw, and that was Edge. Uh, when Edge retired, I uh, I I I cried. It was it was very sad because he was he was really legitimately the first wrestler I had ever seen uh, on any wrestling promotion, you know WWE anything anything like that. He was the first guy that stood out, and I still remember it was on an episode. I was wee young. It's, this is back in two thousand two. I remember Edge was. Uh, I think he was facing off against the Dudley Boys. Was he still with Christian then? I'm, I yeah, think he was. He, he was, but like the thing is, it was Edge was the main focus on the on that segment. Like Edge was the one that really took up the camera, you know, most of the time. If that makes any sense. And I remembered, and I remembered seeing him for the first time. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be something. Uh, back in 2002, and uh, look at what he's been able to do now. Um, so just because it's personal to me, uh, Edge has always been, you know, I don't want to say favorite retirement because. It's it's hard to say favorite retirement because it's like thank God he retired. You know what I mean? It's more like, it's more like it. No, it's it's not it's not that. It's more like man, I, you know that retirement. The way he got his send off was uh, was was beautiful stuff. Um, so uh, quick uh, roadblock predictions. Uh, we've got a couple of matches on the card. We're just going to go through some of the main matches. Uh, we're going to talk about Dean Ambrose and uh, Triple H, Brock Lesnar uh, versus Bray Wyatt, and the NXT Tag Team Match, which should be interesting. Uh, Dash and Dawson uh, versus Enzo and Cass. Enzo um, and Cass all the way, hands down. You you think it's going to be then? Oh, I love Enzo. Yeah, I, I I like both of them. I think I think Cass as well is uh, quite good. Um and uh, Bray Wyatt versus uh, Brock Lesnar. Who are you, who? Are, what is your pick uh, for that? I don't see Lesnar losing going into Mania. 
I just think they're yeah. gonna want to keep the beast image with them. Plus, plus Bray's not doing anything right now. So. No, Bray's. He is just. He's being treated like Seamus, and it's a shame. It's a shame to play lobster head. It's a shame to be Seamus. <laughs> it's a shame to be Seamus. That's why it's called Seamus. <laughs> you don't get my sympathy at all. Just, you don't want to be Seamus. And uh, we'll go to our main match. Dean Ambrose versus Triple H. Uh, a lot of people have been picking Dean Ambrose. They think that they're going to shake things up. Uh, are you under that same opinion, Alec Miski? No, I've been watching WWE for too many years to think that they're going to change their mania card this like this early. Yeah. Or, no, sorry, this late in the year. Uh, because... Let's face it, it's not like after Royal Rumble where everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to not only be in the match but win it, where they had two months to fix that. They've got basically three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's they're not going to change it. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go under that one as well. And uh, we've also got, before we end the show, we got a big guest coming up next week. It's going to be it's going to be big Huge. stuff. And uh, you mentioned uh, earlier when we introduced Oliver Norgrove, uh, some of the things he's done. You know, great great guy. You know, I've talked to him yeah. uh, plenty of times before. Blogger for Huffington Post, uh, wrestler for different uh, not wrestler writer for different uh, websites. He was a that, wrestler. Yeah, he was. He represented did, a website. Did he wrestle with different ideas for these websites? Yes, he did. <laughs> um, but there was one thing we mentioned in there as well, and that's wrestling soup. Now, Alec Miski, fill fill everybody in on what I mean by that. Well, next week, we are going to have the one and only Anthony Missionary Thomas with us for a raw review and more. So you definitely don't want to miss it. It is going to be great. As you heard, Anthony Missionary Thomas is from the Wrestling Soup podcast. I believe they're the number one ranked independent wrestling podcast on iTunes. They've been beating Stone Cold recently. I think the only one that's better than them by far is Colt Cabana's The Art of Wrestling. Yeah. And it it kind of... And, you know, it's like there's... They, they've really done very well for themselves. Every time I go on their shows, man, they're always getting like a, hun- a thousand people. It's, oh, it's, it's insane. On, on a live show, it's just mind-boggling. So we're going to have... chat is vicious, by it, the way. It is a vicious <laughs> chat. Uh, it's, I've, I've been in the brunt of that. Um, but yes, Anthony Missionary Thomas, also known as Mish, is going to be here on Wrestling With Ideas next week. So you want to tune in for that. But thanks again for tuning in. Uh one one thing before you go, Alec, you want to mention something? Yeah, if you guys want to listen to more of the Matthew interview, we can put it up on our website. It's about an hour, if not longer, sorry. So you yeah. know, definitely check it well, out. We well, talk about tons of things, going into the video game music he puts on, yeah. more about wrestling, more about why he's doing Botchamania, all, like everything. If you want to learn more about it, definitely check it out. It was a lot of fun to sit down and chat with him. We'll probably post that as a whole entire separate episode because we really went in depth. Uh, with Matthew Boschmani. Of course, uh, listen to us on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, if you are uh, unable to listen to it live. But you're missing out if you're... Li- miss- if you're-, you're missing out on the live show. You get to hear mistakes like this that will probably be edited out of the podcast version. No, no, no. You're keeping that in. That was I'm going to keep that, that in. Was, uh, that was me hitting rewind on the back of your head. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't, don't, don't come across the desk and hit me in the back. I, I, you don't get my sippy at all. I don't get sippy for uh, messing up there behind the microphone. Uh, but again, tune in radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes. We will have our episodes on there, also on Podomatic. Uh, so make sure to tune in. But thank you for tuning in to Wrestling with Ideas. We will be back next week. Thank you for tuning in to Wrestling with Ideas. We are the greatest wrestling show on the planet and air every Tuesday night at 9. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. That's at Wrestling W Ideas and Facebook.com slash Wrestling with Ideas. And also check out our previous episodes on Podomatic which includes exclusive interviews with talents from across the wrestling world.